Hey, Serena. Hi, Evan. And, and welcome back to the Take 5 Podcast. podcast. Wild. Oh, God. That was a banshee. <laughs> <laughs> and it loves the podcast, you guys. Let me tell you. What the fans we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They cross into different dimensions. <laughs> yeah, they and... do it. So, uh, Serena. Yes, Evan. Tell me a thing or two about our guest today. Our guest today is my good friend, Crystal Kellogg. Uh, I know her from Peter Pan. She played my mommy. Um, <laughs> uh, she is well known for, she was on School of Rock on Broadway, Finding Neverland on Broadway, Finding Neverland tour, and Win dixie Quite the resume. Yeah. Of course there's more, but that's just what I'm going to say. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so today we talked to Crystal about 11 o'clock numbers. numbers, which we'll give, you'll learn quite a bit about over yes. the course of this episode. Why don't you... Sit back. Sit back. Relax. Relax. Grab a cup of joe. Grab a cup of joe. Do people drink coffee while they do this? I don't drink coffee. I'm allergic. I don't like coffee. <laughs> and enjoy the, the Take, Take Five, Five Podcast. Hi, Hi Crystal. Crystal. Hello. I am she. You yes. are she. And she, <laughs> as we discussed beforehand, does not. Have, have COVID. COVID. Congratulations. I do not. And Crystal, I, I have another not. thing to share I feel very lucky. about myself. I also don't <laughs> have COVID. That? I don't have COVID Wait. either. So we're just a trio of people who, who don't, don't have, have COVID. COVID. We have so much in common I know. already. I know. Already. <laughs> as far as I know, at least. But I digress. Before we quickly get in, I just want to say, Crystal, because I haven't seen you in a while, congratulations on your engagement. <gasps> oh, oh my thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> but yeah, that aside. You can't see it right now, but it's here and it's sparkly. Oh, it's there. Ooh. Ooh. And it's right there. It's on her ring finger. It's She's on got my a finger. winner, ladies yes. and gentlemen. All yeah, right, I do. Crystal. I do. <laughs> Enough. Of the engagement. <laughs> yes, let's get down to business. Enough of the let's personal matters. Enough of who you are. What we really want to know about you, Crystal, is what your top five favorite 11 o'clock numbers are. Well, you know what? I'm here to tell you. My Thank mind. you. So how you guys know how the drill goes. We're going to start. Crystal will begin. She will give her number five. Then Serena, her number five. Mm -hmm. Then I, my number mm -hmm. five. And then we're going to go through mm -hmm. right to the top mm -hmm. and 11 o'clock number is like the pre-finale song if you want to call there's it there's a that. lot of different ways it's, to describe it it's a lot of different manifestations but typically it's like the climax before the resolution yes. or like the big character revelation yes. moment so crystal <laughs> would you like to start us off yes with your of course my number five is from one of my favorite shows mm -hmm. It's Diva's Lament from Spamalot. <gasps> it's so good. And this is what I love about it is because you don't usually think 11 o'clock numbers as comedic songs. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about this song. Is yeah. it, it's particularly when Sarah Ramirez oh, did yeah. it. Yes, of course. <laughs> it's just so <laughs> iconic and it's so funny. It's one of my favorite songs. We should say this is from Spamalot. The yes. musical. Yes. And it's where it's actually a supporting character that sings yes. this sudden revelation. And it's She's the Lady of the Lake. The Lady of the Lake, 
who is very prominent and does so many glitzy numbers in the first act, but is absent in the second mm-hmm. act up until <laughs> this point. Yes. And she just bursts onto stage and goes, what happened? Ugh. Why am I not in this show <laughs> It anymore? is comedic gold. Exactly. It's so funny. And it's, it's the inner monologue of every actor, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Because we're all just egomaniacs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love I, what are you talking oh, about oh, Evan sorry <laughs> and I I find such irony in like the line of like n- no Tony and yet she won a Tony for this performance I know, <laughs> That's very I know. Funny. yeah I love the line about how she's being replaced by Britney yeah. Spears right. <laughs> but wasn't there a thing with like Taylor Swift or something I think from then on like people who have done it it's been updated yeah oh of course um, it's so not like Britney that was, Spears you know, has fallen out of the public eye. No, though. not yeah. at all. Of course no. not. It's Britney. <laughs> Different interpretations, I guess. <laughs> B word. <laughs> we don't cuss on the Take Five podcast. I feel like you've cussed though. <laughs> I definitely have. But um, all right, Serena, would you like to give us your number five? I mean, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> I guess. I guess. Um, so I've talked about my number five here before, but my number five is another national anthem from Assassin. And it's not the one you hear at the ballpark. No. Oh, you know the song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know it. I'm he knows familiar. it. So I just think I've talked about this so many times, but now that I've actually, I've gone deeper into the show, mm-hmm. me and Evan have been reading the Sondheim books. Yeah, we read the books. <laughs> we know, we know the story. We read the books. <laughs> you musical theater yeah, nerds. That's just us. <laughs> that's us. Um, but something I just love about this song is um, it's it's basically the tying together of all of the characters mm-hmm. who you see like uh, sometimes they like mix worlds and it's right. time doesn't exist in this play but uh, oh musical sorry huh. um, but something I really appreciate in this is like that always gets me is they're always screaming like where's my prize and I think huh. that's because it's um, a lot of times 11 o'clock number is described as like as Evan said, like a big turning point or end of a character arc for one of the main characters or something. Mm-hmm. They're all the main characters. And this is all of the ending of their character arcs, basically. They're talking about why they did it. They're all It's like chanting, and it's, it's a marching song of, yes. they, of their anthem. And my favorite thing is the show uses a mechanic of um, all of the characters in the beginning – um, playing this carnival game where they shoot mm-hmm. at the president. Right. And I think that's brilliant. And so at the end, they've all shot or missed. And basically, they're all saying, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> they're like, where's my prize? And the whole thing uh-huh. is that you're thinking like, um, it's because carnival games are a scam. You're not really going to win a prize. Mm-hmm. And so it's basically right. talk, taking, right. on, comment- it's taking yes. on commentary that um, the idea of American freedom is in some ways a scam. Mm-hmm. Like they thought they would get what they deserve. I wonder, I wonder if that was intended when they wrote it. Or was it more just like, oh, we're going to shoot at uh, in a carnival game. But I like that interpretation well, a lot. In the, if you see pictures of the new revival, it is in the se- in, in the setting of a carnival um, okay. game. Okay, yeah. And Very I cool. I think that's cool. a great mechanic, I like it. Yeah. and I think it's a great staple of all of their characters. Yes. Um, so on to mine. Yes. My number five is is a classic, mm-hmm. and it is Brotherhood of Man. Yes. From <laughs> How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. Love it. There's not a whole lot. <laughs> it's not another national anthem where I can go, "Oh my goodness, look at all this, all these things happening on stage." It's a song written in a show <laughs> that doesn't have any strong particularity. Is that a word? I'm going to go with Probably. it. Sure. Um, <laughs> with, with 
the plot. It's just a <laughs> moment for them to go, camaraderie? Let's sing a gigantic <laughs> song. And it's so funny. <laughs> yes, it's so funny. And my favorite version is, of course, the revival with Matthew Broderick and Lilius White, mm-hmm. who absolutely kills the riffs in that song. She's one of the most creative mm-hmm. riffers ever. I love her so much. So is an 11 o'clock number a solo or is it a group number? Ooh, this is to Can be it be both? You know what? <laughs> Are you I'm going gonna to say depart- so, I'm going to get into politics right now. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I what does think the definition say? Um, <laughs> right? It probably can. Uh, I have seen it. It is. It's hard to say because a lot of people do describe it as like um, right. that big. That it one has to be a character moment. revelation. But on other things I've seen, it is heavily described as just a big song late in the second half mm-hmm. that tears down the house. And so I go right. with that mm-hmm. definition. And I agree with you. I, I mean, I think I definitely, I typically think of an 11 o'clock number as this character's song. Sure. Um, so you'll find that a lot of my picks are, are solos. Definitely. Yes. But I do like the idea that there are like group numbers yeah, yeah, and, and that can be 11 o'clock numbers. I also think it's sweet that a character just like suddenly being in a big number back in the olden days of Broadway was considered to be like, a revelation to them. <laughs> Do you know what right. I mean? That it's like, oh, they're really going to let loose and sing a song that we don't particularly care about, but we're going to have right. a good time watching. Well, and isn't it funny that now now it's almost expected? Sure, yeah. yeah so if, if a character doesn't, if there's not this big number at the end, mm-hmm. I mean, some shows, I could probably name a few if I thought about it, um, some that don't have those kinds of right. things, mm-hmm. but... Or it's more of an ensemble show and things. Yeah. But they're, usually the formula is that there's always going to be an 11 o'clock number. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, great Comet doesn't have an 11 yeah. o'clock number. It's very much ah, a, right. a very slow and long resolution. <laughs> not that it doesn't have a character revelation at the end. Yes. But it's not mm-hmm. like this one defining moment of saying, right. this is who I've discovered it doesn't, this. It doesn't get a lot into him personally in his Mm -hmm. thoughts Mm -hmm. now let's proceed yes with that in mind let's go on (laughs) to to your number four quattro all right for our spanish for our english speaking (laughs) viewers that is number four (laughs) anyways okay numero quattro yes okay my number four Mm -hmm is just, I think it's the, it's like one of those first, for me anyway, 11 o'clock numbers, just the definition of an 11 o'clock number. I'm on the edge of my seat, Crystal. I know. Just say it. It's the classic memory from yeah. Cats. Very much <laughs> an 11 o'clock number. Incredible Andrew yes. Lloyd Webber, yeah. like one of sure. his best shows in the entire world. Arguably the defining song of the yes. 11 o'clock. Well, not the defining. Oh, Yes. In the sense of, like, this big character revelation, because so much of oh. that show is just, we're cats, and that's right. it. And so much, so, so much of right, it exactly. is Right, exactly, and she just right. comes on, and it's like, you know, you like, you could hear a pin drop. Um, I've talked about it before, so I'll make it brief, but I just, the, have you watched the Tony performance of Memory with Betty Buckley? May. No, I haven't. Oh my goodness. You are in for a treat. She just 
I, I've already gone into so much depth, but she just stands up, drops her jaw a little, and then it just flies from her face. Ugh. And it's the most beautiful thing mm-hmm. you will ever see or hear. That's amazing. Yes, I. that's one of my favorite moments ever. Well, I think one of my favorites for that, well, recent ones anyway, was when Mamie Paris took over for the most recent production of oh, okay. Cats. Mm-hmm. And there's a, uh, there is a... What am I trying to say? There's a video of her singing it, and she literally goes, oh, man. Oh, from Touch Me. Mm-hmm. Touch Me. That one? Ooh. All the way through without a oh single breath. God. It's ridiculous. You have to watch mm-hmm. it. It's so good. I think Betty it's might so do the same. I'm not sure. Really? I, I highly encourage you to watch that version. I, I need to watch it. Yeah. It's next next on my viewing list. That's just one of those <laughs> moments that is fangirled by so many people because it's... Yeah. Yeah. All right, Serena. Yes. On to your number four. Okay. Um, so my number, <laughs> Fear, a little German for you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> You're welcome. So... What ooh. does that translate to? Uh, it translates to forever. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so my number four is from a show we've also talked about a lot, uh-huh. but not a, spe- a specific song that we uh-huh. haven't addressed. It's uh, What Would I Do from Falsettos. Mm. Mm. Thank you for that sound, Evan. Yes. <laughs> because it is a very sad song. It's an exceedingly <laughs> yes, sad yes. song. Um, I put this on my list. Yes, it is a big character moment for uh, the biggest character in the show, Marvin. Basically, this this man... Spoilers up ahead. Spoilers. <laughs> this, um, this man had a, a wife and a son, and he realized he was gay, and he left them for his gay lover, who was kind of like a boy toy, but he started falling in love with him. And um, but he wants to keep everyone a tight knit family, and everyone okay. is very neurotic and just very. It's it's a crazy show. But the show ends. the The show ends with his lover dying of AIDS. Yeah. Which means Ugh. consequentially that he will also die of AIDS soon. Right. In this song, oh. which he, you, you, he kind of addresses, but this song is such a beautiful, touching moment because you see in the second act him Marvin starting to open up, and in other songs like. Um, what more can I say? Like him really opening up about how much wizard really means to him. Well, it's ultimately hmm. him realizing that he can't um, hate himself for what he's done in the past. Because mm-hmm. so much of the show is based around um, what Marvin did, the decisions yeah. Marvin took to c- kind of ruin the lives of the people around yeah. him. And gotcha. then it's him realizing that he was in love. And that he would still do it all again. Yeah, and so... Oh, I love that. And it just fits so perfectly in the last thing of him finally reflecting on everything that's happened and saying, like, you know what, I I don't regret it. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I... Him, him finally having this moment. Yeah, I, I do it all right. again. See, see, and this is a song <laughs> where you're already crying yes. at the song before this one. Yeah. <laughs> and then so uh. it just goes right into this, and suddenly it's like, we're going to go more. We're just <laughs> a puddle by the end. There you go. It's just one of those things where for a solid 10 minutes, you're just like. <laughs> uh. <laughs> But it's gorgeous. Well, now I want to see this. Oh, oh I highly recommend to. it. You it's, simply it, must. Isn't it on Amazon Prime? You can watch it. Sure, why not? There is a professional oh, cool. recording of the revival with Christian Borel. That's through and- Broadway HD. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you okay. Get, like, yes. a trial Andrew Rannells. Um, oh, uh, <laughs> DJ Vlog is in it too. Like a lot of oh, cool. a lot of big people and big names are in yes. it. Yes. 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 
Evan. So the time has come for my number four. Yes. Uh, what's the, so my number four? To, wait, Evan, you have to say four in a different language. Uh, what's French? It's. Un, deux, trois, cinq. Cinq. Is that it? Like cat. sink, Wait. but like country. Un, deux, sink. Trois. Our apologies cat. to any French I think it's speakers cat. listening. Cat. Okay. Cat. For our English-speaking viewers, that is four. Um, <laughs> we are assuming. Yeah, we've come full circle. Um, so my number four is not super different from my number five, and it is sit down, you're rocking the ball. Oh, oh of course. And dolls. Way to pat yourself on the back. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I did play this role yeah. <laughs> in a small community theater production. But it, it's just, it's ex- it's exactly that's like, such a fun show fun song um and that's the it's exactly like brotherhood of man yeah and that it's a character having a revelation it's not even a real revelation he's just lying about it <laughs> <laughs> and yet they take this whole moment and it's not even the second to last song in the show and yet that is considered the 11 o'clock number which i find so fascinating because mm-hmm. we're talking about this. The number that comes after this song, Marry the Man Today, mm-hmm. is the two women realizing that they do want to marry yeah. their mm-hmm. their uh, lovers. Men. Um, they're men. <laughs> um, and Something so you, you would think to. that would be considered the 11 o'clock number, but it's not by anyone. Um, yeah. That's so funny. Exactly. I, I think I read that recently too. And I never thought of that song as an eleven o'clock number. Right. Uh, sit down, you're rocking the bow. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I don't. I yeah. It just didn't. Again, it depends on your definition right. of an eleven o'clock number. But it sure is a fun song. <laughs> it's very fun um, song. Where just a bunch of people sing and dance under the most contrived circumstances, which I think <laughs> is very. Um, it's the epitome of musicals of that era. Yes. It really is. Yes. So, let us move on, everyone, to number three. Crystal, what is your third? Okay, so my number three, Mm. again, amazing Uh, song. Hard song. I think maybe also these are like all just hard songs. (laughs) 11 o'clock number means it's going to be a hard song. Maybe Um, so. Yes. And I am telling you, I'm not going. Oh, sure. Dream Girls. Oh, Come on. You know what? I'm going to revise. That is the defining I, I am It really I is. Right. I mean, that is just an epic song. Listen, I am telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you guys. She goes through all of it. Yeah. She does. That runs the gamut of emotions right there. I know. Which is your favorite performance of it? I will be honest, and my introduction to Dreamgirls, and it's funny because I've thought about this with other musicals. Mm-hmm. My very first introductions to certain musicals were through movies. Mm-hmm. So the same thing with Dreamgirls, actually. Sure. The first time I saw it was the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I always have Jennifer Hudson in my right. head um, because I just think that in that movie, she really delivered it mm-hmm. very specially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Um I ha- again, I haven't seen many productions of this, so mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of other references yes. to draw from. <laughs> but I ha- I mean, I have seen the actual stage musical mm-hmm. now. Uh, not It was a regional theater production right. of it. And so it was a, you know, obviously not cinematic. Sure. <laughs> no. 
But uh, again, still to watch it live, yeah. mm-hmm. you're just like, this girl is just working. Well, I yeah. think then, have you watched the the Judy Holiday version that she performed at the Tonys? No, <gasps> uh, no, I have not. It. I, I just know. my hands just flung to my face. She just she goes on there and she's she is throwing her body over oh my, the table yeah. and it's oh, so guttural so and, and I, I right before the end it's almost absurd you almost want to laugh by how much she's going for it and her face is so like Ugh! she's so into it but you don't laugh because it's amazing yes. mm-hmm. and then my favorite part is when she goes she takes this gigantic breath before going, me, yeah. I can't oh, sing the note. Nice. And she goes, <gasps> and it's so yeah. awesome mm-hmm. that Just she, giving it's it her so all. good that she can get away with that. Do you know what I yeah. mean? I mm-hmm. can't get away with that. If I'm in the middle of a right. song and I just go, <laughs> people are going to laugh. And that's absurd. It's it's just a song that you need to hold the stage with as much energy as you right. can, as long with a lot of other 11 o'clock numbers, but that one especially. And oh. I hated seeing in comments of that Tony performance on YouTube, like people would, people would be like, you know, like, I, I sh- her singing is really bothering him. Like I don't care if it's healthy. Your she is incredible. Me. Yeah, sorry, I don't like your comment. It's personally offending. Well, me. unhealthy. <laughs> she can still do it. Oh I yeah, think. she's doing it. So uh, <laughs> screw well, that. Kind of, ha- you kind of have to be a beast sure. to sing yeah. that song. Yeah, and she like that is not a song that everybody can sing. Sure. No. And granted, just. White people can't sing yeah. it. Yeah. No, they can't. <laughs> it is just not no. a white person song. How much do you want to bet the person? Be because, I won't go there. <laughs> you know, it, it really That's is a, a special sure. song totally. reserved for special people. Yes. yes. It would be comical if a white person tried to do that. Then I would laugh. Okay. I, I have, if you haven't seen Miss, this is like not even musical theater. Okay. But I'm nervous. Oh gosh! For there was like I think there was like a a Miss America pageant mm-hmm. or like a Miss Universe pageant. Oh. There is a white girl singing this song. Oh, oh it's it, <laughs> it makes me bleed from my eyes. I bet you like, look pretty. <laughs> it was it was not good. It's so funny that she would be like. This is what I I'm know. going to do. This is what I'm going to make my own. Yeah. This is what I'm going to do for my talent. Right. Like. <laughs> I wonder how far she got in that competition. Did she have a good voice? Or were you um, too? Could you even <laughs> think straight? <laughs> well, I don't know if you could really think straight when she was doing it. When your brain is shattering. Let's just say it did not, it did it, not go over no. well. Oh. I wonder how far she went. In that competition. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the outcome of that was. That'd be fun to look up, yeah, though. Yeah, I'm going to research that, definitely. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> All right, Serena. All right, my number... I three. Think, We're on number I three. I think son. I think that's the Japanese <laughs> word for three, son. Son? Ichini-san. Oh, okay. Yeah, I looked up just how to count to ten in Japanese All right. when I started watching <laughs> anime. Sure. She cheated. <laughs> sure. Um, so, my number three um, is... Wonderful. I don't know why I'm leading it up like this. My number three is Losing My Mind from Follies. Mm. Yes. Oh. Absolutely beautiful. The show that has four different 11 oh, yes. o'clock numbers. But this is the most infamous one, I yes. think, out of everything. Infamous. 
infamous Famous. means bad. Evan, look, I'm in, Evan, Evan, I'm in 11th grade. I don't, look, know, I don't know if you guys heard about this awful song. Evan, Evan I'm in 11th grade, yeah, please. Totally. You know, we're discussing the definition of 11 o'clock numbers, so maybe infamous sure. is also up look, for Are there Evan, any rules today? Evan, I, Evan, I just... It seems like there's not. Sure. There are no rules. We've there been are no assuming what other languages. numbers are in other languages. How do we ever yes. know the kind of, the, what a word means? Evan, we already know... <laughs> I was pronouncing Yeah, it's Oliver. not a connotation. It's just the definition. <laughs> we already know I make mistakes. I sure, pronounced Olivier Awards, Oliver Awards Oliver my whole life. <laughs> but anyway. Anyways. <laughs> Losing my mind is mm-hmm. beautiful. And I'm slightly concerned with how much I identify with the song. Should that be mm. a problem? Because she is often described as heavily neurotic I and I think crazy. objectively it is a problem. Okay. But... It's, as long as you're able to manage it. It's a it. cute one that I admire you for. <laughs> um, so, yes, in this song, it is absolutely beautiful. And I've honestly, no matter who I've seen perform it, the lyrics and the weight of the mm-hmm. song, just how it's made, hits every single time. And it's mm-hmm. this whole thing of they're now in love land. And she's basically, um, she's singing about this man, Ben, who she's kind of always loved and never really got. Sort of. Sort of. In it's own, more essentially, it's a pastiche number, which is just paying mm-hmm. homage to songs of the past. It's so, it's just, oh my goodness, yeah. and it's I, so and emotional. I, he has specifically described her as crazy and neurotic. So sure. I love the use of the line, losing my mind. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. not to get into too much of me. <laughs> but the, Uh-oh. But, okay, mm-hmm. you know what? No, skip Yeesh. that. Scra- you know, Hold scratch. on the collar. <laughs> you, know, you know, scratch that. But Hold on. <laughs> Don't let me tell people how neurotic I am. I'm going to pass it. <laughs> but, well, it's more for me. It's for the idealizing and overshooting how much. The, the lines, Definitely. The lines specifically of you said you loved me or were you just, just being, being kind. kind. But also, mm-hmm. no matter who I've seen perform it, the line, um, I dim the lights and think about you, yeah. has so much weight in it, no matter who sings it for me. And it just makes me cry. Like, I don't know what certain notes or like rhythms or lyrics uh-huh. but it's just it has weight to it and you feel for her so much like right i think what gets me in that song more than more than the lyrics or anything or even the performance technically <laughs> um is and you really only get the full scope of it in the revival version with mm-hmm. bernadette peters but just the instrumental of that it's just it so yeah. gorgeous, mm-hmm. and it, it just swells within you, and it's like, I am losing my mind. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I am feeling something. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny, because it's, it's bookended by two other songs that are just like, blah! <laughs> and like, let's go uh, Right, for it. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so it really kind of stands out. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Just because it's that different, you know, a break mm-hmm. between the crazy. Definitely. Talking about the crazy. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I I am just sorry. I'll never get over how much I relate to the thing of her being like him kissing her and then being like, he proposed. <laughs> 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 oh, my track record of idealization. <laughs> sure. All right. Well, that's what I also love about like those like kind of golden age musicals Mm -hmm. because it's like they meet and then next thing you know they're in love like the like the joke in thoroughly modern millie when dorothy just sees the guy and it's just 
Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sweet mystery. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. All right. My number, number three. three. My number three is also a song through which I sob the entire mm. time. Classic Evan. And it... <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it is Another Winter in a Summer Town from Grey Gardens. Oh, it's a classic. Do you know this oh. one, Crystal? I don't know that one. So it's, it's, um, little Edie Beale, who is sort of like a mm-hmm. cult, uh, figure, not as in she is a member of the occult, mm-hmm. but because she has a cult following. Let's make the distinction. Yeah, let's, please, we draw the line here. Um, and is she's... Just this very, I don't even know how you would describe her, because broken doesn't seem right. Right. But she's just a person who has been trapped in a small area by her mother mm-hmm. for a very long time. And this song, we all, it's based off. So isn't it like just her and her mother live in the house, yes, this mansion in, in together? absolute squalor. And she has uh, alopecia too, right? So yes. she wears a so scarf around she her has, head all has the time. a scarf and, around her head. Yeah. And um, Christine Eversole gives the most gorgeous oh, performance. I love her. Ever. I just love her. I, I love a wonderful I, woman. And <laughs> I love the way she does it because she barely moves her face mm. when she does it. Mm-hmm. But she kind of just surveys the area around her. And it's this moment where you know her character because you know the story of the Beals. It's based Mm -hmm. almost entirely off of a true story. Um, So many lines in the shows are just taken directly from the documentary. And you know that she doesn't leave her mother until her mother dies. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this finale in the movie, she packs her bags and she walks out and she's just looking at this area that she hasn't Mm. left for Mm. 30 years. And the song is about just going back into this, this cold state and remembrance of where she was. Um, And it's so beautiful. And so, oh my gosh, like I, like she barely moves her face, but she just like surveys the area and the song just like, flies out mm. of her face i use that description I a love lot that. but do you know what flies i mean out of her face yeah it's like you're not even conscious of the fact that they're singing they're just like talking but it sounds like the most gorgeous thing you've ever heard right yeah. and it's so so beautiful and the finale the end of the song um her mother calls out to her from inside the house Mm. that she's standing outside of with Mm. her bags all in coats and everything Mm -hmm. about to leave and she takes like a full minute where she just closes her eyes and just like tilts her head to the side and you can just see her just breaking down the middle of debating whether or not to leave Mm. And all the while you're hearing this horribly pathetic mother Mm -hmm. screaming from inside the house. And then she goes back. Mm -hmm. And oh my goodness. It's so powerful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's shattering. On that note. I love it. Let's move on. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Crystal. Anyway. To your number two. Guys, we're getting down to the wire. Yes. So this is so epic. 
Gethsemane from Jesus Christ Superstar. Yes. I mean, most of the time I think about 11 o'clock numbers when I was coming up with my list, I, I found a lot of like women's numbers. Yeah. Right. And so I kind of challenged myself. Okay, you know what? Let's be inclusive here. Mm-hmm. So sure. <laughs> like thinking about like men and their 11 o'clock numbers, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if I hear a lot of them or if I remember a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But this mm-hmm. one... It, I, it's like seven minutes long. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and I just watched a video. Pure chaos. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I watched a video of Ted Neely doing it, and mm. it is—it's just insane. It's insane. Like it. And my friend <laughs> Kevin yeah. did it in a symphony concert that we did, and I watched him from the wings, and I was like. A symphony concert. Oh yeah, he did it in for that uh, song. I can't, we did just that like imagine song the guy standing in his suit, just standing in front of the mic, just going yeah. It was Father! amazing. Probably the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Sure. It was so good. The, if anyone who's able to sell a song like that under those settings, yes. Well, and my, also I tip the, my hat. <laughs> right. And the way he did it though was a little bit different. I think okay. so. He didn't do the whole like screeching like kind of thing up there. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> But um, so it definitely was probably a little a little more uh, <laughs> melodious, uh-huh. I guess. <laughs> sure. But we just I think it's when I I think my definition of an eleven o'clock song is an epic song, and so this one <laughs> you just can't argue it. <laughs> I think that is one of the most terrifying songs. Yeah. I've ever heard because it is just it plays so much into the horror of confusion. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And there, it's just like you feel this blinding pain mm-hmm. that yes. you're meant to feel because it's what Jesus is feeling, mm-hmm. and it's just so terrifying. And like when I get anxious like that, I feel like this weird prickly feeling, like mm-hmm. right here, mm-hmm. just beneath my temple on my eyes. And it's just like I'm watching it, and it's just like, oh, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's almost like one of those songs that. You know, there's those 11 o'clock numbers that you are up on your feet and you are, it's yeah. like this standing ovation. You cannot, you just feel Which, so I'll much. be honest, is my personal preference. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think for me too. Yeah. But this song, you're almost, you're speechless. Right. Because mm-hmm. you're, you don't know what just happened. Yeah. <laughs> and the show just stops cold after it, right? Yeah. So that's just, it's incredible. that's all you get, friend. <laughs> yeah, that's all you get. You end with a little... Right. Yeah, yep. that's about it. And strobe lights. Yep. And uh, everything. Rip everything Jesus. you could imagine. My other one of those yeah. Andrew Lloyd Webber, like he's an alien. I don't know. Yeah. He, he writes everything. Like I just, I don't understand everything it. Everything is so romanticized. It's so yeah. wonderful. Even though now that I, I just said that, that's like the most unromanticized thing he's <laughs> right. ever written. Because that, <clears throat> for I, I feel like. For some people, the natural approach would be Jesus being like, and now, but I'm the son of God, so everything's okay. And I am really okay with this you'd think the show, yeah, I'm really fine with it. And this came out of ALW's brain. Yeah. (laughs) And Tim Rice, of course. You'd think it would end on like a high note because that's what this story ends on. Jesus Mm -hmm. rises from Mm -hmm. the dead. But all, all you're left with is just this absolute terror. (laughs) It's so much talk about sensory overload. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the last <laughs> note. I just know he does that. I'm not going to try <laughs> that. <laughs> ah! Good job, Evan. Ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> 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 All right, Serena. You have a serious number okay. two. Okay. My number zwei, which is uh, German for two, okay, um, you. is, you're welcome, is Ladies Who Lunch from Company. Mm. Oh, yes. I love that song. Which it's is, a great song. Yes. Which it's also known as, like, it, if it's you It's also look, debatably not an 11 right. member. So is, you could argue that, I don't know how to pronounce the name of the song. Gethsemane? Gethsemane. Yeah. You could argue that that's not an 11 o'clock number. Mm-hmm. It's right. just, it's the 12 o'clock. It's the last number. <laughs> it's like, right? It's uh, true. It's true. Yeah. Even though I guess that's not what 11 o'clock mm-hmm. number means. Anyways, but still, it's the finale, which you don't typically attribute to being the 11 o'clock number. Right. Yeah. Well, you would, but you would so kind of. But it's so epic. But it's would, so epic, and it just is for yep, some reason. Exactly. And you feel like if you would equate it with, like, um, uh, character like the main character having a realization you'd say oh being alive but yeah. but something about ladies who lunch just in history of musical theater is just known as that song you're like we're here here we go and <laughs> yeah. she's like i'd like to uh, propose, propose a toast yes and it's just it, like i'm I, it's partly probably has something to do with so many famous women playing the role of joanne mm, might have right. something to do with it but it's also just that song has so much to plays in so, into so much of that show and all the other right. characters we've it, seen it's because that i think that's the first time in the show where a person actually says what you're thinking about bobby's friends yeah mm-hmm. um the entire show it's hinted at that these are somewhat even though i do like bobby's friends yeah. and i i know a lot of people think that we shouldn't i think I they're delightful them. but also <laughs> annoying Um, but they're supposed to be this sort of, um, very almost mechanical people Mm. and just like going through the motions of life and Mm -hmm. with all this false optimism and stuff like that. And then suddenly Joanne, a character who has just been like appearing throughout the entire show to make snarky comments Mm -hmm. is suddenly like... This is what you're thinking yeah, about. A these woman who's people. been through like three marriages right. and mm-hmm. has a very cynical approach on And is arguably the epitome of the people that she's talking about. Yeah. Um it's just and uh, it's just such a satisfying song. Yeah. They're screaming what's not to love. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And so so such great commentary mm-hmm. on life. <laughs> and it's not serious or well, yeah, I no. would say it's pretty funny, but it funny. Um, it's also a very negative and pessimistic song. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, I love it so much. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yes. All right. Evan. Evan? On to my number two. Mm-hmm. This one. Mm-hmm. This let's let's do some <laughs> mental gymnastics. Okay. Um, we've already outlined two songs that are defining songs for the 11 o'clock number. Mm-hmm. This one, 
just is the most 11 o'clock, 11 o'clock number. <laughs> and it's Gimme Gimme from Yeah, Thursday of course. Because of, of course. course it is. Mm-hmm. Of course. This wouldn't be a conversation about 11 o'clock numbers <laughs> unless we brought up this song. I would say it's the also so- the quintessential, or used to be the quintessential audition don't, song. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the one Until it was done so much that people exactly. were like, please don't do this anymore. <laughs> it's, it's funny because now I wonder, of course, I'm not big in the audition scene in New York. Technically, no one is right now. Well, But um, I wonder if it's regressed back to where you can sing it. I'm not I don't, sure. I don't think not. Probably I don't think not. Probably not. Yeah. It's still relatively modern. But it's thoroughly modern. It is still good, though. That was pretty but, good. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. But nevertheless, I love this song so much. And purely because it has so much fun vocal moments and when Sutton mm-hmm. sings it I love it because Sutton is such a technically perfect singer do you know yeah. what I mean yeah it's she hurt it's so sharp and I think it's like literally the only time you ever hear her have an imperfection in her voice at all is when she has this like growl <laughs> at the end of that song do you know what I'm talking about um, I feel this is it's so like, I don't know if growl is the right Are word. Are you thinking of that Aphrodite, don't forget me, Romeo no, and Juliet me? Like that whole thing. Well, she does it on that, but like. <laughs> Give me um, fat voice, famous arrow. Yes, there but she has this little like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like in the back, do you know what I'm talking about? And I love it so much. And I don't know if my current explanation is doing it justice for being my number two on the list, but it's it's so fun. Yeah, and whenever I song. hear that song, Millie is my favorite show. And mm-hmm. whenever I hear that song, without fail, I'm taken back to a night at the theater. Mm-hmm. And it's so wonderful. And so there's so much love. I love the lyrics. Everything just flows in that song. And it has, just has such a, a good arc of it. Just It starts to like very quiet right. yes. to lead up to the big... Well, it's such a so, huge, like, I want song. Exactly. Yeah. It's such a musical theater <laughs> yes. song. You know what I mean? So it's true. literally just like, hmm, I got this man. I think I love him. And <laughs> yeah. that's the whole song. And they're just going, I I choose love. And it's yes. like, wonderful. Thank you. We knew this from the word go. <laughs> but, I also love that they decided when they wrote it to say gimme. I know. Yeah. Like, gimme. <laughs> gimme it. Gimme. I know it's so, I remember when I first heard the song, I think I laughed because it's just like, gimme, gimme. It's like, all right. You're like, well, <laughs> all right, here you go. <laughs> Whoa there. Okay. <laughs> so okay. we have hit the threshold. Yes, Between two and one. Yes. Now Ooh. is the time For to toss out. honorable mentions. Some honorable mentions. Okay. Crystal, do you have any to share with us? My, yes, I do. And again, I have many honorable mentions because this was really hard. But I thought about this one because it may not be expected, especially if I'm thinking about 11 o'clock numbers as being these like epic songs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But this one, it's so beautiful and so just like, again, of male voice that's sung Mm -hmm. in this falsetto that's so Mm -hmm. beautiful. Bring him home from Les Mis. Right. It's, oh, gosh, it's so gorgeous. As soon as he starts singing, God on I'm like, I, I melt. It's so beautiful. Right. And that's another one where you, 
it, uh, an argument has to be made for it to be an 11 o'clock yes. number. Well, especially because Les Mis is a show where you think it's done, but no, there's 10 I more mean, songs there's... left to go. <laughs> That's right. another show that has 12 11 o'clock numbers. Beggars at the Feast is the 11 o'clock <laughs> number. <laughs> I love that song. It's funny. <laughs> Any other honorable mentions to provide for us? I'm, you know, I also wrote down um, Get Out, Stay Out from 9 mm-hmm. to 5. Sure. Again, another mm-hmm. one of those big, <laughs> belty, yeah. you know. That's another one that's just so quintessential. Yes. So you're just like, I am an independent yes. woman. <laughs> out with you. Right. And also, um, Back to Before <laughs> from Ragtime. Another one sure. of those that's just like... <laughs> amazing Mm -hmm. and then also one that i uh did well i didn't do this but in the show kinky boots um hold me in your heart Mm -hmm. it's beautiful i don't know that show oh man it's such a pretty song um so lola is the the drag queen in the lead drag queen in the show billy porter played on broadway i know that (laughs) well yes and hold me in your heart is is the song that um that she sings in uh, her, this, it's like in the second act, again, the timing of the 11 o'clock number, and she's singing it in the nursing home in her hometown where her, I think it's her, oh gosh, I'm going to get the song. I did this show and I'm horrible. <laughs> her mother is either, there, either in the nursing home or her father, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway. A parent. A parent, Her and parent uh, you know, and they're they've been estranged and things like that, and so mm-hmm. she finally sings it in this, and uh, right before the parent, um, you know, passes away, like they're able to reunite and and everything. Mm. It's just beautiful. Yeah, it's just such a great song. Right. Yeah. Serena, your honorable um, mention. I'm gonna get one out really quick. I'm not a loser from SpongeBob is my first really quick one. I saw it and it was it yes. was wonderful. It was my favorite. It was my. It's the best song in the show. Right. Um, so creative. Oh, yeah. I love that And I song. love They Might Be Giants. I grew up yeah. listening to that. Oh yeah. Um. Next, another one is Last Midnight. Real quick, I didn't include it just because I think. Oh, when Last you first, Midnight's great. It's mm-hmm. wonderful. I just think also the, I would argue not an eleven o'clock number. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> that's true. Uh, okay. A lot of true. a lot of my things in here, except for I'm not a loser. I would, I mostly wouldn't be sure if I'd consider eleven o'clock number. And the final one is Telephone Wire from Fun Home. Um, I'm Ooh. not sure if it's an eleven o'clock number because that show has so many back to back character endings of mm-hmm. right. things in in the fu- uh, in the finale of that show. But I think it really hits specifically because that is when in the rest of the show she is observing things by her own means and staying back and uh, walking around everything. But that is the first time it's like um, her father directly looks at her and connects to her. In this memory, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know the story of Fun Home. Um, I did. I, I actually saw it while I was on tour. Oh. They were doing a uh, production in San Francisco. Mm. But it's it's just that's a moment that changes where she um, she doesn't want to, but she it's like an intrusive thought. All of those keep flooding back, and she's reliving it instead of passively looking at it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a very beautiful moment. But I don't know if I'd consider it 11 o'clock number is a thing. I would consider the 11 o'clock number in that show to be Bruce. the number where he dies. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Right. Just beforehand. It's up mm-hmm. for interpretation, though. Sure, so whatever yeah, It's what we've determined. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> My, I only have one honorable mention. Um, 
and that's nowadays from Chicago. Yeah. Oh, of course. Just, you know, yes. It's just a classic. Come on. Classic. You know, all I feel like there's so many numbers in that show I would probably consider 11 o'clock. Like, I would consider Roxy an 11 o'clock. Really? Day. Well, just because it's like... Roxy. Yeah, I just love it. Sure. <laughs> like, I would. I would say... You can make an argument for Mr. Cellophane to be Oh, that too. Number. I love that song. You I could also make so a, an argument for Razzle Dazzle. True. Too. I know. That's what I'm saying. There's so many. I, I just want to say I will forever fight for Mr. Cellophane being a good song till the day I die. I love Mr. Cellophane. Yeah. A lot sure, of people are like, it, everyone's like, it's boring. That was I don't Fred like that Ebb's song. favorite song in that oh, show. I love that song. So tell those people that they're wrong. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. I know. How can you not love a, that and song? And I love Amos. Yeah. I know. Poor Amos. I relate Amos. to Amos. <laughs> yeah. I relate to a lot of bad choices. We all relate to all <laughs> I'm so pitiful. It's oh my true. God. Yeah. You can always find something you relate to. Right. That said, let us move on. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in the home stretch. Numero the uno. number Numero one. <laughs> Numero uno. 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 <laughs> Eins. Ichi. Whatever the French one is. Un. Crystal. Un. 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 <laughs> Crystal. This what is, is the content your... you came here for. Okay. What is your number one? This was the easiest one to come up with. Mm. Mm. Uh, because I, again, this is something I recently saw when it was on Broadway in mm -hmm. the last couple years. Mm -hmm. And made me feel all the feels. <laughs> it's probably my like in my top three favorite musicals mm. um i'm here from color purple yeah and specifically cynthia Erivo singing it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i saw i saw her do the show twice and each time this first time i went by myself the second time i brought my mom because i knew that she would mm -hmm. love the show and it's the way that they did the production was so different from the last time they did it i mean they re they just pared down everything the the set was very minimal they used chairs mm -hmm. for a lot of things it was done so well cynthia revo first off her voice she can do anything right but her performance as as Celie was just so beautiful yeah and this song to me is that you know it, it's her it's her again coming to this this realization she's this character that um, she's been told she's ugly her whole life mm -hmm. and been put down and she's abused um, and beaten by her, her father and, and she just has her whole story. She has such a, mm -hmm. a, an arc in her character throughout mm -hmm. this whole show. It's so mm -hmm. amazing to see. I really, really yeah. touched me a lot. And, um, and again, this song is, it's a hard song, mm -hmm. <laughs> first off. But it's also such an emotional song. It goes through this whole arc. And in this moment, towards the very end, it, the last lyrics are, um, I'm beautiful. Right. And, and it's, it's so, the way she sung it was so soft. I was bawling. I know. Yeah. I was just, it makes me want to cry because it's yes. like, mm -hmm. I just think that, about it. That's what I love about her performance is because there's this really interesting <sighs> softness to it that yes. you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily expect in a moment where, because specifically it's a moment of determination. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so you would expect nothing but power, but there's so much sensitivity when she finally, yes. in the when way she that she performs When she finally sings it. it, like you right. said, there, 
people who else other people i again she's honestly the only person i've ever seen Mm -hmm. like sing this song and i'm interested to to see what other how other people interpreted that part right Mm -hmm. because the way that she does it it's so soft and it's so like there's you know it's exactly what you're saying they're showing confidence but you don't have to be bold about that confidence yeah Mm -hmm. and and then she like sings and i'm here and yeah Yeah. oh man it just gave me goosebumps all over my body it's my probably my favorite performance that i've ever seen in musical theater history Mm. and that's saying a lot yeah Mm -hmm. definitely yeah it's it's what it should be this huge big brassy number and yet she just, and it is, it, it is. is. Yeah, it has She does moments. it, she gets it because she has an incredible voice. Mm-hmm. And yet there's just this little softness that you like just feel like right, right in your chest Yeah, when she does it. And yeah. the lyrics of it, again, it's like how Serena, you were saying you can relate to a lot of these characters. Mm-hmm. This song, I think anyone can relate to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's one of those that's kind of like an anthem song. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, if you need to pick me up, like, go listen to this song. (laughs) Yeah. So I could say, I could talk about it forever. But I guess that's why it's my number one. (laughs) Definitely. Serena, your number one. Yes, my number one. So um, Evan has gotten me to listen to and watch this show. Um, there's and a lot of shows I've gotten to. Yes. <laughs> and it is now in my top five. So we might have to redo that list in the future. Uh-oh. Um, oh. But mine. It was in my top five. Yes. My number one 11 o'clock number is Cabaret from Cabaret. Mm-hmm. Ah. Which I think the name being the name of the show kind of says a lot. <laughs> for and I think that song is indisputably the 11 o'clock it's number great. of the show. Um. So, where do I begin? (laughs) (laughs) So, essentially, it is all about Sally. Mm -hmm. Um, And leading up to this, um, uh, her boyfriend, lover, Cliff, um, who she is pregnant, assumedly, with, it's not, you don't know, with the child of his, what was that? No, she's pregnant. (laughs) Yeah, she's pregnant, but it could be Max's, you don't know. Um, Oh, sure. But basically, he... uh, Nazi Germany is starting to rise <laughs> mm-hmm. up. Yeah, there's the setting. And um, he says, we need, a mo- we need to go back to America. And it gives her the moment of, is she going to leave this thing she set up for herself? And I need to specify, one of the things I love about Sally's character is she, I think sometimes people mistake her for this, like, sexual temptress and like right. things like that she is a little girl playing dress up yeah which is uh, perfectly described by don't tell mama she's someone living this sexual fantasy of and she likes playing games with people oh. and shocking people Kendra and mm-hmm. always know what they're doing <laughs> they really do and yeah so i think what i like to it's an 11 o'clock number but because 11 o'clock numbers are often described with um how do i say it like a realization and a change for the good this is yeah. almost an anti because Sally doesn't grow at all, right. and she, in fact, <laughs> it, it's her deciding yes. to regress. It's it's a it's a submission into her ignorance, which is also mm-hmm. supposed to be a metaphor for all of Germany and all people mm-hmm. who may be living in a similar situation. Which, um, so it's such a it's such a heartbreaking song, and it's sung so positively outside I of the know. show by people. But I it is—it really it is. is. So yeah, you're right. Whenever I see Liza Minnelli's version, which I love, mm-hmm. um, it still jars me that 
she still go she still has the has it in her to do a riff on the last <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> that she she's saying i'm going to die young and abort my child oh my God. yeah cabaret oh yes <laughs> so, i know and then on on the complete other spectrum there's i forget the name of this performance but there's a complete other performance where she screams the entire right movie. yeah and that was that that was in west end yes yeah and i was like when that happened i was like oh my god she goes star boy she's buff yeah she, she was is. ripped <laughs> yeah um, it, it varies but that song is just it's it's one of my favorite songs in that entire show and it, it it's incredible like you said i could talk about it for hours mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. but i think i've said enough sure <laughs> talk about talking about a song for hours my number one <laughs> yes is rose's yes. turn oh of course yeah yeah, of course. yeah. Yes. from the musical I mean... that i refer to as rose the musical <laughs> <laughs> honestly it really should be called rose yeah it really should be or louise or something yeah or Lee, anything i don't know we'll figure it out um uh, that for now, is, I, think... I mean again that's such a <laughs> incredible right. song yeah and that's that's like that's the musical theater song. That's, yeah, it is. That's the. It's considered by many. Not that this is an empirical truth, <laughs> unless it is said on the Take Five podcast. <laughs> we are your Bible. Yes. We yeah. are it's scripture. considered by many to be the greatest <laughs> musical number ever. Yeah, because it's. Oh my God! What doesn't happen in that song? Yeah, there's so many. She starts it off. It goes so huge at the beginning, right. and immediately you're seeing something, and you're getting from this performer mm-hmm. what you've been wanting to get the whole time. Yes, yeah. And it's um, they always get the most fabulous women to oh play Rose on mm-hmm. Broadway, and this whole show, you see her do cool things. She has wonderful <laughs> songs. But they're constantly alluding to, well, you know, Rose, if she just if she just let loose and then all of a sudden here she is, boys. And then the stage changes to suit her and her name is in lights. Yeah, I know. And she's screaming about every single bad thing that's happened (laughs) to her and how she and she's cracking. She's breaking in half. Yeah. so many of these shows, it's a character just falling apart. Right. And she's having it's interesting a, to watch. a complete mental breakdown. Sondheim loves writing yep. those songs. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, and it's just everything. So, and the greatest ending ever where, oh my goodness, so much belting. And I'm it, just, I'm all over the place. It's I don't, just, what do you even well, the say? the song's all over the place. Exactly. What do you even <laughs> say a song about a song that has so many layers that so perfectly encapsulates mm-hmm. a character. Yes. That's probably and one that's like leaves you speechless, but then you're also on your feet at the end. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, I know old Stevie <laughs> um, initially wanted it to where it's really dissonant at the end and she's going huh. crazy. And then Oscar Hammerstein was like, no, you have to give them the button right. on the end. Mm-hmm. And... <clears throat> I'm personally happy that they did because mm-hmm. it makes me go, yeah! 
Exactly. <laughs> right, right. And at the end of the day, isn't that what the theater's all about? <laughs> you know, um, it is. Sure, that and really feeling is. things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you've they learned anything from hand. this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think that's what more... I could go on for an infinite amount of time, and also I know not what to say. Exactly. <laughs> this is how you know these are our tops, because yes. like we could just talk about them forever. Definitely. Yes. Well, Crystal. <gasps> yes. Thank you so much thank you. for joining this was us. This such a joy. I, I have had a great time going it, down this <laughs> these list is it memories. Is a rabbit hole? Could you call it an 11 o'clock number? Maybe. 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 But I think what we've defined is that 11 o'clock number does not have a definition. Sure. No, it's it whatever song you really like. Yeah. Really. That's it about to be, it. It has to be in the second <laughs> act. Yeah, it has though. to be in the second act. It has it's a to song be that affects be. you in a very big way. Yes. Right. Yeah. And that's what I love about musical theater. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for Thank joining you. us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and you'll have to come back. Sometimes. I would love yes. to. Yes. yes. Come on, All come right. up yes. with another list. <laughs> All righty. And with that, let's, let's take, take five. five.